And now, ladies and gentlemen, please remain seated in the comfort of your own bungalow houses for the next 28 minutes, as once again we join the show business legend, raconteur, after-dinner speaker, and treasurer of the Whitfield Street Rhubarb Forces Cooperative, 1968 to 1969. Yes, indeed. It's time for our weekly instalment of Count Arthur Strong's Radio Show. <laughs> So, I've got my writing pad, my pen. Right then, let's have a look, see how far I got with my play. Scene one, act one. Interior, Churchill's study at Chequers. Churchill looks out of his window across the croquet court. His hands clasped behind his back. Eventually, he speaks. We shall fight them at the seaside. (laughs) We shall fight them at the shore. Never in the field of human conflict. Human conflict. Have so few, look like so many. From so far away. Oh, I'll tell you something, though. I will have some flipping cornflakes. I'm starving. I don't care what Jackie Collins says he does. You can't write a thousand pages before breakfast on an empty stomach. It's not natural. (coughs) Oh, what's that now? You just get started with something. Hello, Count Arthur Strong talking to you. Despite being in the middle of writing a play, stroke having some cornflakes to eat, stroke having a stroke for all you know... (laughs) Arthur, it's Barry. Um, which Barry are you? Because I might not be here. (laughs) What are you talking about, you might not be here? I'm talking to you. Ah, yes, but I could be the answer phone machine I use, couldn't I? (laughs) They talk. It's Barry Cryer. Oh, well, it is me, then, you idiot. Fancy doing that to me. Doing what? I thought it was another Barry. That producer that broke his leg and said it was my fault, which it wasn't. Well, it isn't. It's me. You want to be careful when you phone people up, saying your name. (laughs) What do you want, anyway? Have a lot on. Uh, I need to ask you a favour. Oh, listen, I'm not looking after your fish again, if that's what you're after. I haven't got any fish. Yes, you have. Well, you did have. No, I... No, I didn't. Little shiny things in an aquarium with a little galleon in it. Ring any bells? They swam around in it. Well, until they started floating. Look, I've never had any fish. Well, you know, you say that, Barry, but I know what I know. So we'll have to beg to differ on that one, if you don't mind. Anyway, what are you phoning about? Oh, incidentally, no-one told me the tank had to be plugged in. So how you can say that's my fault, I do not know. If you're looking for, um, whatever they call it, um, uh, a goat, you know, you should look closer to home, if you ask me. Shaved goat. Scapegoat. Look, Arthur, I'm phoning you. What were those little ones called, the turquoise, with the black stripes on them? I didn't notice the colour until they caught the light when I was flushing them down the lavatory. Look, can we just forget the fish? Well, that's very callous of you, Barry. It's me that had to sit and watch them dropping like flies. It was very harrowing. I felt terribly alone when I flushed that toilet for the final time. 
Listen, I'm phoning because I'm doing a bit of after-dinner speaking tonight. It's a money-raiser for the World Wildlife Fund. Lionel Blair was going to do it as well, but he's had to pull out at the last minute. What's up with him? He dislocated his arm on his allotment. <laughs> anyway, look, would you be interested in stepping in for him? If you are, we could meet up beforehand and I'll put you in the picture. What sort of wildlife did you say they were going to eat? No, it's a fundraiser for the World Wildlife Fund. And they'll cover all your expenses. Oh, will they? Uh, oh, in that case, the, uh, the World Firefly is something very dear to my heart. Oh, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you at Jerry's Cafe in half an hour. Get the teas in. <laughs> Morning, Arthur. Jerry. What can I get you? Has Barry been in yet? What, Barry, whose leg you broke? No. And listen, I didn't break his sodding leg. How many more times? It was a tragic accident that went terribly wrong. <laughs> Barry Cryer, I'm talking about. No, he's not been in. Um, listen, Jerry, he's asked me to get you to open a tab for him if I get here before he does, because I'm nearer. Um, we're doing a fundraising evening tonight for the World Weary Fund. You know, um, the animal thing. And they'll be covering all my Sundays, like my lunch. Hey, I might even get a new pair of shoes out of them as well. You never know, it's worth a try. Alligator ones, because that's saving the planet, isn't it? Hey, they'll like that, the Wild, Wild West Fund. What? They'll pay for your lunch in here? How does that work, then? Well, you'll have to ask Barry when he gets here. He's the lynch mob. Lunchpin. Lynchpin. Anyway, look, I'll have the mixed grill and a cup of tea, and he'll sort it out. I'll bring it over. Right over, then. Now, oh, blimey, there aren't there three tables. Look at them all. Four tables there with only one person sat on each of them. That is just shellfish. Even one of them is a nun. Hey, dear me, I thought nuns didn't eat. <laughs> right, well, we'll soon sort this out. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, love. I'm having a very important meeting in a minute with a fellow celebrity. Would you mind awfully going and sitting over there with that sweaty-looking man at his table so that my companion and myself might speak in confidence? Well, yes, I would. I'm quite happy here, thank you. Oh, yes, but he looks as though he's in need of some spiritual guidance, Mother. Oh, Auntie. Oh, sister, whatever you are. He seems quite happy to me. Yes, but doth not it say in the good book, suffer the little lambs till... Um, what comes after lambs? Um, fleece with white as snow. No, no, it's not that. Um, Mary Magdalene had a little lamb. It's fleece with white... Oh, no, that's not it. I think you mean suffer the little children to come unto me. That's it. That's the one I was doing. Very good. Well done, you. That shows you're doing your homework, doesn't it? <laughs> Shall I carry your tea across for you then, Auntie? Mother? Oh, flipping sister. I'm quite happy here, thank you. Right, good, well, thanks for nothing. And you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Eating. Good day to you. <laughs> God bless you. Sorry, mate. Did my best for you. Must be her day off. What? Are you about to go, then? No, I'm waiting for my breakfast. Look, I'm 
um, from the pest control people. And I've got to put poison down round where you're sitting. So can you move to another table to enable me to do that? Because it is quite toxic. What are you putting poison down for? General animals. Animals? Yes. What kind of animals? Well, you know, anything that makes a pest of itself. You mean like a cat? If it were to violate certain codes of conduct, then yes, I can foresee a scenario in which I would poison a cat. How about a dog? Dogs, cats, they're all the same animals, aren't they? Just different shapes. What about a sheep? Oh, for crying out loud, we're hardly going to find a bloody sheep crawling out of the skirting board, are we? <laughs> Dear me, what's up with you? Where's the poison, then? It's in a box in the van. My colleague is bringing it in with him. I'm the driver, and he does all the fetching and carrying, if you must know. Now, look, are you going to shift yourself or not? Well, it all sounds a bit dubious to me. Shouldn't you be wearing overalls or something? Ordinarily, yes, I would. But... Today is dress-down day, <laughs> So we can come in what we want. Well, I'll move, but I'm not happy about it. Thank you so much. So kind of you. Here's your tea, Arthur. Thank you, Jerry. Could you tell Barry I'm sat over here when he comes? Oh, and um, tell him to look like he's carrying something. What for? Um, it's just for a bet I've got with someone sweaty. Whatever you say, Arthur. Ah, oh, the man himself. Uh, can I have a coffee, please, Jerry? Anything else? No, thanks. Oh, Arthur said, can you look like you're carrying something for a bet? A bet? Look like I'm carrying what? Well, he didn't specify. You can have this Kit Kat box if you want. There you are. I'll bring the coffee over. Thanks. I'll put it on your tab. <laughs> what? Here you are, Arthur. Here I am, what? I'm carrying a box. Ooh, Kit Kats, thanks very much. It's empty. Is that your idea of a joke? Jerry said to bring it over for a bet. You two are like a couple of kids when you get together, aren't you? Well, I was, I was getting myself all geared up for a Kit Kat then when I saw you with that box. You should think through the implications of your actions before you start messing about. You got your poison there? Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. What's he talking about? Poison? Oh, he's just some idiot. Take no notice. Do me a favour, though. Keep bobbing your head under the table and having a look. What at? I don't know. It doesn't have to be real. It can be imaginary, as long as it's a pest. I think I must have missed something. Yes, you do seem to be a bit slow on the uptake today, if you don't mind me saying so. Sorry. Now, about tonight... Excuse me, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I was wondering... Could I have your autograph? My husband and I are both great fans. Oh, I do apologise about this, Barry. Would you excuse me for a second? <laughs> I, I know it'll be boring for you, but just bear with me and you'll very soon have my full attention. Now, who do you want me to sign it to, my dear? Oh, no, not, not you. I don't want your autograph. I'd like Barry's. I'd be delighted to. Oh, yes, I bet you would. Well, I'm going to the lavatory, if you'll excuse me. It's just a little bit too saccharine, is all this, for me. How's the poisoning going? It's going quite well, thank you very much. I'm very pleased with the progress being made. Yes, we've um, just taught a Manx and a Siamese a lesson they won't forget in a hurry. 
So if you'll just excuse me, I've got to go to the lavatory. Got to wash any poison residue off my hands. If you don't do that, you run the risk of inadvertently killing yourself or whoever you might brush up against. Oops, silly me! Watch it! Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I just must have lost my balance for a second. Oh, that's better. I feel like a new man after that. There he is. Him. Arthur, what have you been saying about poisoning things in here? Oh, no, he's, he's, um, he's just got the wrong end of the stick. No, you just said you were going to wash the poison off your hands. Yes, well, that is just a figure of speech, isn't it? Like, um, Point Percy at the postman. At, um, <laughs> Port Loin. <laughs> point Percy at the porcelain. It's what they call a euphonium. Well, what about the creatures under my table? It was you started going on about wanting to slaughter a sheep. <laughs> he said his colleague had the poison. Him there. Right. Barry, have you got any poison? What would I be doing with poison? To kill the creatures under my table. I think we've heard quite enough from Walter Mitty here, don't you, Gary? <laughs> I mean, I do feel a great deal of sympathy for him, but, you know, there comes a point, young man, when you have to start helping yourself to help me. Help you to help yourself. You you have to help me, then I will help yourself. I don't know what you're talking about. And as for you, Mr Quire, you ought to know better. A lot of people look up to you. I haven't done anything. Can I settle up, please? Ah, oh, don't worry, have it on the house. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what you two are playing at, but it's breakfast going down on your tab, Barry. What tab? What was all that about? Oh, you were telling me, Barry. Mad men like him give lunatics a bad name. And that's why headcases are stigmatised. The bloody idiots. <laughs> anyway, it's patently obvious to me that because of the calibre of nutter Jerry lets in here, we'll not be able to have an unmolested converse. So, my proposal is, I polish off my bit of dinner... And then we adjourn to the shoulder of mutton, where we can chat in surroundings more convivial. Now, would you please pass the Barry's sauce, please, Daddy? <laughs> Hello, Arthur. How are you today? Well, Jack, this morning you find me here in a um, professional cavity. Catastrophe. Um, capacity, I mean, professional Capacity. What was up with you? Oh, hello, Barry. We haven't seen you in here very often these days. Uh, no, Arthur and I are having a bit of a meeting. Do you want to use the function room upstairs, Arthur? No, we can function perfectly well down here, thank you. <laughs> we'll keep you company at the bar. So, about tonight, then, Arthur? Oh, stop panicking, will you? How long have you been in the business, Barry? A fortnight? Dear me. Now, I tell you what we'll do. How's this for a plan? We'll just... Um, have a quick drink before we do anything else. Because we're here now, so it would be stupid not to. And if there's one thing I'm not, it's not stupid. <laughs> no, no, no. Really, no. really not, right. not for me. It's no. all right, don't worry. I've got some mint imperials in my pocket. The wild, foul life people won't be able to smell a thing. We can always stand downwind of them like giraffes do when they're stalking tigers. <laughs> Two pints, when you have a minute, please, Jack. 
There'll be some important people there tonight. That's the reason I wanted to have a word with you beforehand. Oh, yes, so. Well, Duke of Edinburgh, quite a few titled people. It's a swish do. We hope to raise a lot of money. Well, you know, you've come to the right person here. That is a cause very dear to my heart, is the word werewolf foundry. <laughs> Charity is something I'm tremendously interested in. I gave someone last flag day a shilling. Oh, yes, it was only, um, well, it was probably a few years ago now. That shilling, that's probably about a pound in today's money. I thought it was a sixpence. I was furious when I checked my pocket. Sudden shilling for a little pin with a flap of paper on it. Daylight robbery. But I cared, Barry. I cared enough to make that mistake. That's my point. And that's what they'll be getting for the money tonight. Someone who cares passionately about all that. Here you are. Uh, right, well, um, you'll have to get these, Barry. I've got my trousers with no money in the pockets of <laughs> It's just cost me £11.60 in Jerry's. Oh, stop moaning. You can claim it all back from the world... Weary life fun people, can't you? How can I claim back your mixed grills, someone I don't know's breakfast and two pints of beer? Here you are, Jack. Well, you said they were covering expenses. We're having a business meeting, aren't we? Come at them from that angle. Use your head, Barry, for goodness sake. It's the world wild animal factory we're dealing with. You have to use some of their own animal cunning back at them. Yeah, I want to get a pair of crocodile loafers out of it as well, don't forget. Here, come on, let's go on the millionaire machine. I'm good on that. Well, I really ought to be Give getting... Give me a, a pound. We'll, 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 we'll split the winnings. 60-40. No, no, 70-40, because I am the brains. And that's more reflective of my input. Jack, when you're ready, another couple will be on the machine. <laughs> Come on, hurry up, dawdling all over the shop. It must be the fresh air, Arthur. It's made me feel a bit funny. Oh! Mind your head on that light, Fizzy. <laughs> why, oh, why, Delilah? Oh, will you just pipe down for a bit? Now, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Sit down there and don't touch anything. All breakages must be paid for. <laughs> Look at the state of you. Covered in bits of lettuce and I don't know what else. Here, here. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Have a snort of this. That'll sort you out. In fact, I don't mind if I join you. Thank you very much, Barry. Very civil of you. Oh, I'll tell you something. That is a proper drop of sploshes, that. Arthur. What, what's in a donut kebab? What animal is it? Because it's sticking to my teeth. It doesn't taste like anything I know about. It looked like a big block of luncheon meat. They warm up in the shop window. I think it's all sorts of general meat squashed together. Stuck together with fat and all compressed. Tastes quite nice, whatever it is. Here, 
I'll tell you who would know. Prince Philip. It's his national dish, that's where it's from. (laughs) I'll ask him. I'll ask him tonight. I'll collar him after the do and ask him. But you want to be careful with him. I've seen him turn. (laughs) Hey, you. Hey, hey. No falling asleep. We've got to be on top of the ball in ten minutes. You're very late. We were beginning to think you weren't coming. No one told me it was fancy dress. You come as. It's my official costume. I'm the town crier. I'm the Barry crier. <laughs> Pleased to make your acquaintance. Uh, have, you, have you done your family tree? You, you might be my long-lost brother. Please, the Duke of Edinburgh is here, you know. Good. I want to ask him what's in his kebabs. <laughs> Look, are you ready? We're running late. Well, you'd better stop making an exhibition of yourself and get on with it then, hadn't you? My lords, ladies and gentlemen, pray silence for Mr Barry Cryer. Thank you. Uh, when, uh, when I was solicited uh, by the World Life Belt, <laughs> Life Boy World Wife Finding Bun... Oh, dear. Sorry, when I, when I was uh, asked... Oh, sorry, I can't stop yawning. It's because I've had a drink. It does, it does that to me. Ah, see. Oh, dear me. I could just nod off. What I want to say is, Prince Philip, what meat is it, animal, that they compress when... It's no good. I'm just going to have to have a little nap. Talk amongst yourselves. Thank you. Be wonderful. I've been Barry Cryer, tell your friends. <laughs> oi, oi, you in the tights, introduce me. I'll cover for him. Who are you? That's very funny, coming from the Scarlet Pimple. Uh, not, your, <laughs> not your block off you talk to me like that. Here, I'll do it myself, big gob. <laughs> My lords, ladies and gentlemen, Dukes of Edinburgh and the Duke Egg of Edinburgh. <laughs> Duchess of Edinburgh, if she's here. <laughs> Members of the World Wildfowl Club. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Lady Mayor and Mayoresses. My Lord, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Anna and the sudden King of Siam, for all I know. <laughs> And anyone else that knows me. (laughs) I do hope that's got everybody here in, because you don't want to bloody well offend anybody, do you? (laughs) Only joking. Now, I was going to do for you all this evening to pay tribute to the work of the Foul Life World Fund. (laughs) My memory man act. But it's my great regret to break the news to you that I or someone known to me, has appeared to have left my magic turban hat on the bus. <laughs> a number 42 one. I could have come on the number 6 one, but that would have meant walking from the post office. <laughs> and there's a lot of cloth in a turban, you know. 
That'll have to be covered by expenses, that will, Your Highness. And uh, a bit of money for some crocodile skin slip-ons to replace these ones I'm speaking to you in now. As you see, Duke, I am very conscious of having the shoes made out of animals because I wish to save the planet, <laughs> unlike some people. Look, can you please sit down? The Duke of Edinburgh has a speech to make. He's waiting to be introduced. Oh, shut up, you. I'll do it. My laws laid... Oh, I'm not doing all the rest of that again. <laughs> You'll have to take all that as read. Um, it's time, one and all, for a very special personage to say a few words to you. I know you'll all join me in working him, working him, working him, working him. You'll all join me in working in him, working in him, him, in working in coming in him, in him, in him. Right, that's it. That's your lot. If nobody's prepared to even meet me halfway, that's. You know, I'm off. You'll find my bill in the post. Barry, Barry, come on. Wake up. Wipe your chin off and come with me. Hello, Arthur. I thought you were working tonight. I was, Jerry. I decided not to stay for the nosh-up part. Well, I'm, I'm just about to close up. Have you got any sandwiches left or anything? I'm famished. Well, I've got that one. Is that Barry outside? Oh, don't worry. I've lashed him to your drain pipe with his belt. <laughs> this is not going anywhere. What's up with him? I wish I knew. He's been behaving very peculiar this evening. He got us thrown out of the speaking engagement we were doing. No amount of smooth talking them on my part would see them make sense. <laughs> He's just phoned his wife up and she's told him not to come home tonight. <laughs> so it looks like he's on my settee. What's in this sandwich, then? It's a uh, tongue salad. You can have it if you want it. I was only going to throw it out. Oh, go on, then, if you've nothing else. See you tomorrow, Jerry. Good night, Arthur. Come on, you. You know, Arthur, you're my best friend, you are. <laughs> you're there for me, aren't you? Yes, We'll have a nice sandwich to have when we get back. You can share some of my tongue for your supper. <laughs> I don't think I could eat any of that. Here, what you need, then, is the hair of the horse that sat on you. <laughs> Let's go to the shoulder for a nightcap. Oh, I don't think I could you manage... you not think to line your stomach before you had a drink? That's just basic, is that? What you should have done is had a greasy fry-up at Jerry's with, with black pudding and sausage and a fried slice and everything when we were in there earlier on. Or a, or a large pork pie with all jelly in it. Or a, or, a, or a big platter full of eels. Excuse me? Where are you going now? Barry! Barry! <laughs> Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Sue Perkins, Alistair Kerr, Dave Manfield and Barry Cryer as himself. The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. 
Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at Comedia Brighton, is produced by John Leonard and Mark Radcliffe, and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operations production. <laughs>